Buff Nation! Let's go! What a weekend. Another incredible weekend for the Colorado Buffaloes. This is DMVR Buffs Primetime. We are presented by Prize Picks. Daily Fantasy Sports Made Easy. Use promo code DMVR for a first deposit match up to $100. How are you feeling after that? Amazing, man. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's so awesome because we knew going into week one, of the portal season that this was offensive line week. Mm-hmm. We knew going in this week that this was defense week. Yep. Uh, and man, I just don't know if anyone delivers on their promises like this, like coach prime does. Uh, he just, he knows what's up and he just tells you it's going to happen. And then it just happens. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Isn't yeah. it? Um, let's start with the big one. And we got hyped about him when the visitor list came out. Yep. And said, man, if they could land Quincy Wiggins, the former LSU defensive end, 6'6", 265, what a massive get that would be. Literally and figuratively. Yeah. Well, he came in for a visit this weekend, committed. This was a former four-star prospect, committed to LSU in the 2022 cycle, was the top recruit out of Louisiana, and didn't play too much at LSU, but th- he's a monster. Yeah. Huge, fast, explosive um, this guy is really, really high end potential. Yep. And also there's a, a little bit of a question mark there because he hasn't played much, but you got to look at the people that he's been behind yep. at LSU. And so I was talking to someone this weekend and they were like, well, would you rather have the starters from Indiana on the offensive line? or the backups from LSU and Alabama on the defensive line. And Mm -hmm. what I responded to them is the starters are going to be more of a sure thing in terms of you know what you're getting. Right. Uh, And so you can be a little more confident in what you're going to get there. But these guys, these high, high, high caliber recruits Mm -hmm. who have been buried on the depth chart at LSU and Alabama have potential to make an extreme impact at a place like the Big 12. Sure. I mean, we talked about this all last season off se- uh last season off last off season last year. <laughs> Jeez. Um when Levante Bentley came in though, because his it was the same situation, buried on the Clemson depth chart for 4 years, did some special teams uh stuff, came in, you know, sporadically throughout his time at Clemson, comes in to CU and it kind of becomes an impact player. I mean, I know we want the linebackers to be better, but yep. he was probably the most consistent one all year this year. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, it's it's a I don't want to use the word gamble, um, but you're it, there's a little bit unknown. Yeah, there's a little bit unknown, and uh, you know that makes for some interesting uh, evaluation, I guess. But when you watch him on tape in high school, oh, and yeah. when you see some of the work that he's getting against like the number ones at LSU, you're impressed. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, just what you said. You can go on Twitter. There's like practice videos of him at LSU. There's stuff. Um, when he's at like recruiting camps before he even got to LSU and he's just winning with ease because he's big and strong and fast. Yep. Now, double knee braces in those practice videos. Did he have knee injuries or is he just trying to not get knee injuries? Let me see. I mean, so even this year, like Coach O'Boyle made the offensive lineman, I think, wear knee braces. Wow. Um, I don't see anything here. Okay. I don't know. Something we'll maybe have to find out. Yeah. But uh, we've talked about CU kind of getting a game wrecker on the defensive line, a guy that you can point to 
um, you know, at the end of halves to close out games, close out drives. This guy has all the measurables to be that. Uh, he's got the pedigree to be that. Played at Madison Prep Academy out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Obviously a four-star, as we've talked about. Do you believe he could potentially be the game wrecker for the Buffs this season? I mean, we talk about first guys off the bus type players. Oh, That's yeah. who this guy is. Uh, so, yes, I believe it is possible mm -hmm. that he could be that guy for them. Uh, and I'll tell you what, I know the um, the staff at CU is really, really excited for him. Six foot six, 265. Yeah. That is what big-time teams pass rushers look like. Yep. Um, now, he has to go deliver, uh, but I really like what I've heard about him mm -hmm. uh, in terms of his work ethic and what I've seen from him in terms of the limited tape that is available out there, including his high school tape, which obviously had him being one of the top recruits in right. the country. Uh, the link goes back to Corey Phillips. Obviously, was at uh, LSU for a while. Um, I'm sure he recruited him to LSU, and now he follows him to Colorado. Quincy Wiggins is a buff. Uh, that's the biggest one, I guess, of the weekend, but there's a potential that we got three, four starters from this recent group. The next yes. one being Preston Hodge. Yeah. Uh, the Liberty defensive back. I watched, I was only able to get into one game of him. It was against Middle Tennessee last year, and he played all over. He was playing nickel. He's playing outside on both sides of the defense. Uh, very quick player. I like his lower half. Very fluid. He got a pick in that game I watched, played the ball out of the air, like in the end zone and stuff. So, I mean, we talked about like a Rod Ward type situation yep. here. I don't know, man. I think Even you can better. do whatever you want him to in the secondary. The word I use for him as a defensive back is disruptive. Mm. Uh, he's really disruptive to the passing game, um, whether that's, you know, getting into passing lanes, breaking up passes, um, you know, getting in, getting into guys on the line. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, he had a, a almost an 89 coverage grade yep. from PFF last year, which means, remember, we like PFF when they say good things about <laughs> course, the players. We course. don't like them when they say bad things about the players. Um, in this case, we love PFF. They're saying he's one of the best cover corners in the country last season. And he does it. He does do it kind of everywhere. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, you know, this is maybe a little too on the nose, but like Jaquan McMillan. Right. Uh, or actually the pronunciation is Jaquan McMillan uh, <laughs> for the Broncos. Like that that word disruptive comes yeah, up, right? He's just yeah. disruptive to the other team. Mm -hmm. That's what I feel like uh, Preston Hodges. I mean, he's got decent ball production. He's got two picks last year, 13 total passes defensed in the two years he played at Liberty. Uh, 60 tackles in that time. He really exploded in 23. Um, he played in 12 games in 22. Had some stats, but he really emerged as a full-time starter for the Flames last year and should be another piece that you can just kind of throw into the secondary. I mean, we get Slusher back now. Of course, Travis, Cormani in year two. Secondary is going to be a strength again for this team. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and it's going it, to, you just love to have options in the mm -hmm. secondary. You need to have options. As we saw last year, I mean, most of the guys they brought in played. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we had all the, uh, um, you know, back and forth about the starters, mm -hmm. and we got them right. Uh, at least we did. In the second, a lot of them. We didn't get all of them right. We had, well, we got a starting, lot of them right. But we got, I think, every single one but Cormani right mm -hmm. uh, in the secondary. And, what ended up being true was what we said back then, which is the starters <laughs> don't really matter because everyone's going to play. Yeah. You had Rod Ward get out there. You had a ton of Cam. 
Um, you had Jaquez out there. Mm -hmm. You had Cooper's out there. Cooper out there. You had Cormani out there. You had Stoutmeyer out there. I mean, all of these guys are going to play. So you need to stock up on talent in the secondary, and you can never have enough. And Preston Hodge, they are really excited about him. And from what I've heard, Coach Prime specifically is really excited about him. I'd love to hear that then. Yep. Uh, both those guys, Quincy Wiggins and Preston Hodge, rated four-star transfers by 247 Sports. The next guy was a surprise visitor. Uh, we talked about him. He was offered last week. That's Anquin Barnes, the former defensive lineman out of Alabama. Um, ends up posting pictures yesterday in uniform, on campus, and then commits to the Buffs. This is a 6'4", 315-pound defensive lineman. Did not play very much at all at Alabama. He's rated a three-star transfer by 247. But this is a big boy. This is bigger than any defensive lineman we had last season already. By, by a lot. Yes. Yeah. Um, starter right away? Very very well could be. Uh, you know, I think there's a couple more coming on the defensive line. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to battle it out with those guys. But again... Defensive line is a rotational position. Yeah, it's it's a position where you need a lot of guys. Um, you you know you need Anquin Barnes on first down and, and maybe Shane Cokes on third down or Bishop Thomas on third down. You know, whoever, mm -hmm. however you want to um, rotate these guys in. I know that's not a one for one swap, but maybe you're going NASCAR on third down, so you're super yeah. light out there. Um, maybe you're one you know run stuffer on first down two. On second and two, whatever it may be, you need a lot of these guys. So I think he's going to play. Uh, and, I mean, if there's one thing that was very clear, you know, as the whole size conversation came up, mm -hmm. when we said this team is not small. But the truth was the defensive line on the interior was small. Yes. But the only place where they didn't stack up uh, at all to their opponents size-wise. And this is a place where they come in and go and get – one very big guy for sure, and I think there's more to come. Oh, yeah, there definitely is more to come. Uh, obviously, the Charles Kelly connection is why he ended up at Colorado. It's why he ended up at Alabama, too. Um, and we talked last week about the importance of Charles Kelly and what he brings to this team, not only on the field, but just as a recruiter. And he's shown it again. Mm -hmm. uh, next guy. And I have ahead. to say, you got to trust Coach Kelly on this one. Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to, you know, there's no tape for him at Alabama. Um, so you're trusting coach Kelly who says, Hey, look, I recruited this guy. He's a dog. He's whatever, you know, great in the classroom, whatever he said about him, you're trusting him. Yep. And especially the, you know, again, these guys, Alabama is just all top recruits. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm going to do a little bit of a display later, kind of showing you how the buffs have improved the roster. Like they only have top level recruits like mm -hmm. it's like rare when they get a three star right so all it's just guaranteed that some top recruits aren't going to play and that doesn't even necessarily mean that the guys behind them can't play no but it's just this guy could be a little bit better than you and the guy behind him could be a little bit better than you and all of a sudden you're third string when you could be a top player at a lot of other schools yep and it's, it's one of the reasons why the transfer portal hurts places like Alabama. Absolutely. And it's one of the biggest draws to a place like CU that, especially along the offensive and defensive line, need help today, right away. Yep. Um, he also played some O-line at the end of his high school career, too, but has 
I guess made a home on the defensive side of the ball just through college. Next guy, I think one of your favorites, if not your favorite. <laughs> I don't know about, well, in terms of like <laughs> my kind of guy, yeah, yeah, I'm really stoked about him. Walter Taylor, the former Vanderbilt quarterback. Um, he's from Alabama, Jackson, Alabama. Listed at 6'7", 235 on Vanderbilt's website. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. This dude is, when he runs the ball, he looks like Cam Newton. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of development that has to go into him as Tons. a quarterback. Yes. Um, but I actually think he's an instant contributor next year. Rick Ross. Yes. Uh, or whatever you want to call it, uh-huh. uh, Wild Buffalo. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> there. I think there's a case to be made that you should never take Shador off the field. Of course. I think there's also a case to be made that the quarterback draw is the most unstoppable play in college football. I mean, look, this team's getting bigger on the offensive line, and now you have a quarterback. I don't want to say he's expendable, but you can call a quarterback draw or quarterback option very confidently with him and just let him put his head down and try and bowl through guys like he did at Vandy. The, the highlight of him at Vandy, which... Yeah, against Ole Miss. I might just need to, like, turn off my mention. Someone <laughs> just responded to me and said, this happens 137 times every Saturday. It's like, find me one. Yeah. Find me one other time that you've seen a quarterback run over a defender and get f- over five more yards from the initial <laughs> point of contact. This dude is a hoss mm-hmm. at quarterback. And who knows um, what could happen to him in terms of his development as a passer. But from day one, you have someone in, you have someone in the quarterback room now that you can say he can have special packages. And I think that if you're going to put winning above everything, you can make a case that there is a reason um, to take Shador off the field on third and one mm-hmm. and just go and power and, and run quarterback power. Sometimes you just need a yard. Yes. And they've really struggled to just get a yard yeah, last year. Like, absolutely. As much as I love just let Shador, you know, spread them out five wide, let Shador make a decision, a lot more can go wrong on those plays. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the reason why I'm saying it's okay to take Shador off the field for a play one to five plays a game mm-hmm. to make sure that he can get back out there. Because guess what? If you don't get that third and one, you're taking him off the field anyway to punt the ball on fourth or you know, as we saw uh, a couple different times, especially against Stanford, if you don't get it on fourth and one, he's off the field. Right. So they struggled in short yardage last year um, to just be able to go forward. Yep. And heck, even if you don't want to get as creative as quarterback power, just get him out there for a tush push. Yeah. Protect, protect your door, get him off the field. Let Walter Taylor go move that thing and use that six seven frame. I mean, he can literally just snap the ball and reach it out. It. <laughs> yeah, his first down. So uh, I, I'm legitimately excited about this, and I think that he was brought here to play a role. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, as a passer at Vandy, only threw 15 passes, completing five of them uh, for 44 yards and a pick. So a lot of work needs to happen there for him to become an efficient passer and to just be serviceable as a passer really and to have the full offense at his disposal uh as a rusher though 30 attempts for 103 yards and a touchdown only played in five games for the commodores last year he was a true sophomore so i think you have two years or potentially three years with him awesome where's um, he from he is from alabama. jackson alabama yeah. he does not have a 247 transfer rating yet uh next guy 
does. He's a three-star transfer. He was a four-star prospect in last year's class, one of the top receivers in the country, former TC receiver Cordell Russell. I have a baby T.O. Baby T.O. Uh, I have a hard time understanding how he goes from a I, me too four-star freshman yes to a three-star transfer. And you might say, well, yeah, he came in and didn't do anything. And you would be wrong because he came in and had six touchdowns as a freshman. Did he? I think so. Well, damn. I mean, I'll look it up. Okay. Making me question myself. Either way, this guy is, I think he's still got four years of eligibility as well. Um, he has all the measurables. 6'4", 210 is what he's listed at now. So he even grew and put on some weight uh, last season at TCU uh, from 6'2", 200 to 6'4", 210. I must be confusing him with another TCU transfer. Do they have another court, uh, transfer on the market? Because um, it's saying that he didn't play. May, they probably do. <laughs> we did have a, a few other wide okay. receivers actually visiting, though, this weekend. Um, My bad. You're good. You're wrong. good. Um, but Cordell Russell has all the measurables, young guy. And, man, this receiving room has everything. Just real quick. It's still kind of confusing um, if he didn't play. Right. That why, why he would drop off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we didn't get to see if he could live up to that. Sure. Like, how does 247 know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but this receiving core has everything now. Yeah, You've got a dude in Travis Hunter who is one of, if not the best receiver in college football. You bring in Will Shepard, who is the, one of the best uh, transfer wide receivers, one of the most proven SEC wide receivers over yep. the last few years. A returning guy in Jimmy Horn. You've got young guys in Omaria Miller who've already flashed last year. Caleb Mathis came on late. Um, I mean, it just it's endless. Draylon Miller's coming in. Cam Michael. Benno says maybe we're thinking of Brazil. I think that is. There's the other yeah. wide receiver who yes. visited this week who did, I think, have six touchdowns last year. So mm -hmm. that's probably where I got my wires crossed. Yep. Um, Hayes Fawcett posted a graphic of him. CU was obviously in there. He's heard from like a ton of schools, 30 yep. some schools. And I wasn't. Do you know for sure if he um, visited this week, Brazil? He was um, on the original list. He was on Adam's list, too. But I didn't see any pictures of him. I checked both mm -hmm. of his socials. He didn't post anything about it. Um, so I'm curious if that actually came through. Well, and then Mike Lockhart was the uh, West Virginia defensive lineman that was visiting. Mm -hmm. He like committed to SMU on like Saturday or something. So I don't know if he actually came or not. I don't think he did. Okay. I don't think he did. Um, And I... I believe he was incentivized to not come, if you know what I'm saying. I Yeah, makes sense. Uh, anything else on Cordell Russell or the uh, five transfers we got over the weekend? Cordell Russell, I mean, you mentioned it about the wide receiver room. Mm -hmm. You're just really trying to um, diversify the types of wide receivers yeah. you have. You got a lot of speed in here last year. Mm -hmm. You added a little bit more speed this year in the transfer portal. Um, you're obviously adding a you know a player in that Debo uh, role potentially in Draylon Miller. Um, you've got like this Cordell Russell is just like a he kind of looks like a bully out there. Yeah, uh, just so big, so strong. So um, this can't complain. Like you should be able to do anything you want on offense from a wide receiver standpoint. For sure. All right, um, we'll get to. We'll get to um, some more recruiting stuff and what's gone on over the weekend and what's to come also. But first, a shout-out to our friends over at Prize Picks. 
Um, Price Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Uh, we had Samaj P. Ryan over or uh, more receiving yards, and yep. then Cortland Sutton more receiving yards. I don't think either Corbin. of them. Mm, yeah, what was P. Ryan at? I don't know. It was a bad game overall by the Broncos. <laughs> yeah, P. Ryan definitely had like one catch for nine yards at least. <laughs> uh, broke my heart over the weekend, man. Um, but you can get on the action, basketball and football. You can bet, or uh, not bet, but <laughs> Nikola Jokic, more points, assists, all that good stuff. Uh, it's really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. They got quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Price Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to pricepicks.com slash DMVR and use code DMVR for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. That's pricepicks.com slash DMVR and use code DMVR. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Also, shout out to our friends at Breckenridge Distillery. Get you some Breckenridge Distillery bourbon or get you uh, some Breckenridge Distillery vodka. A lot of people really love that espresso vodka, so you can check it's that delicious. out. Delicious. I love me the um, the Breckenridge Distillery bourbon. They actually have two different Broncos blends. They have the Alfred Williams blend. They have the Ed McCaffrey blend. You can try them out. You don't want to do that because you're going to have to be doing this multiple times. Okay. So just, don't, I mean, you can do it now, but you're all right. going to need to do it more times. Anyways, uh, check out our friends over at Breckenridge Distillery. Go to Breckenridge Distillery dot com to check out all of their delicious spirits all right uh you want to do yes a visual exercise here so jake a lot of people out there have been struggling to understand what's happening at colorado uh-huh um they don't realize where this team started right they don't realize what coach prime did last year mm -hmm. and they really don't realize the difference between what coach prime was doing last year and what he was doing this year. So I was talking with a teacher friend of mine this weekend. Okay. And, and I was explaining, I was like, so frustrating. I, I don't understand how people don't understand what's going on. And uh -huh. she was like, well, based on what you're explaining to me, it sounds like those people comprehended about a fourth grade level. Uh, <laughs> and one thing that really helps with fourth graders is visual aids. Yes. Um, so I have created today a visual aid to help people understand what's going on at Colorado. Okay. This is the Colorado roster when Coach Prime took over. Uh -huh. Jake, you represent the transfer portal. Okay. So as Coach Prime comes in, he is trying to reset the entire roster. Yeah. He has to pretty much start from zero. So what we're going to do is I'm going to trade you the transfer portal, okay. these players, and you are going to trade me back. So for every six of these that I give you... Okay. Here's six. I need you to give me seven. Here. Four, three, seven. Okay. I'm going to do it again. One more time. Okay. Here's six. Okay. Go ahead. There's six for you. And seven for you. Okay. We're going to keep this rolling. Okay. Six for you. Okay. Oops. Seven for you. Okay, one more time. All right. Six for you. And seven back. Okay. So now you have Colorado's roster last season. 
Okay. It's a little bit better. Mm -hmm. And essentially, if you go and look at the on three in and out ratings, they're the only one who rates what you're losing. Um, so I had to use okay. them. They essentially said Colorado traded out 56 three-star or lower players and brought in essentially mid low three they traded out low three stars and they brought in mid three stars now mm -hmm. obviously you have travis hunter five star right but it all averaged out to trading six for seven mm -hmm. or trading three for three and a half so now you have this roster which is a little bit better right colorado goes from one win to four wins mm -hmm. now everyone's saying coach prime's just doing the same thing he's going to get the same results but what they don't realize is the starting bowl is much better. Of course. So Coach Prime is not going to replace the whole roster this year. So we don't need to do the whole exercise that we just did. Mm -hmm. But we'll just do a couple trades here. Okay. So I'm going to trade you three. All right. You give me four. Okay. Three for you. Four for me. Three for you. Four for me. Three for you. Four for me. And one more time. Okay. Three for you, four for me. All right. So when we started all of this, Colorado had 24 balls in here. Mm -hmm. Now, after some trades to the portal, they went to, uh, let me just double check my math here. They went to 28 last season. Now, they take out still some of that low-level three-star talent, and now they're replacing it with four-star talent. So mm -hmm. instead of going from three to three and a half... You got that three and a half roster, but you're still now trading out bottom level three star players. Right. And now you're bringing in four star players. So last year, like I said, um, in 2023, Colorado's average P, they call it on three performance rating of the players out was 62. Mm -hmm. The average P of the players in was 69 or 70. So again, three yeah. or six for three and a half or seven. Right. This year. Colorado's transfer out rating is still low three-star, 63.75. But now what they're bringing in is essentially four-star players on average of yep. what they're transferring. And I even think on three is pretty low on some of their transfers. They sure. only have Colorado's getting two full four-star transfers, whereas like 24-7 um, has them getting four. Yeah. But in the end, they say the average P of the players coming in is now 77. So again... 63 out, mm -hmm. six, or 62 out last year, 69 in. This year, 63 out, slightly better, only a little bit player going out, much better player going in, 77 overall, or essentially we're rounding up to eight right. in this to get the three for four trade. So now Colorado goes from 24 balls to 32 balls. Mm -hmm. Now how about this? Coach Prime saved scholarships yeah. last year. Yeah, He didn't even fill them. And now he fills them with guys like Jordan Seaton. Well, that's five balls. Yeah. Guys like Draylon Miller. Mm -hmm. Well, that's four balls. Yeah. And then you think of, you know, uh, other, um, who are some other four star uh, freshmen that they're bringing in? Cam Michael. Cam Michael. Boom. There's four balls. And now the jar is full. Well done. Voila. Well done. That was fun. That was fun. And as I told everyone, I would put this back to the way I got it. So <laughs> here we go. We're filling up the bowl all the way. And once you fill the bowl, you win the national championship. Let's go. <laughs> On the path. There we go. I'm going to put this back. Great exercise. Thank you.
Uh, we're going to have to clip that and put that out so that all the fourth graders out there can actually understand what's going on out here. Uh, CU's recruiting class is now ranked 21st overall, according to 247 Sports. Overall recruiting rankings. Um, we're up to nine 2024 commits now. We'll get to Isaiah Walker here in a second. Uh, 15 <laughs> transfers in we are up to. In nine days, 15 transfers. Unbelievable. This time last year, we just today, we just got our first transfer, Taj Austin. So they have 15 transfers in? Yep. Do you know how many more that is than what Nebraska has gotten so far? 15. That's 15 more. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. If they don't get Dylan Riola, bro. He's apparently still in contact with the Georgia staff. Has been his entire time he's been visiting Nebraska. (laughs) Look, if they get him, good for them. But if they don't... They are fucked. (laughs) They're in big trouble. Um... McCord went to Syracuse. How about Syracuse all of a sudden? Getting quite a few guys. Nick Williams and Fran Brown. Y'all got to chill in the comments. <laughs> um, that currently puts CU's class number one in the Big 12 right now. Not just average recruiting rankings. Number, they're just above every other Big 12 team. Yep. Straight up. And they're up to, what, 21 overall mm-hmm. on uh, the composite rankings? Yep. Uh, in terms of transfers and freshmen combined mm-hmm. um wow. their average ranking or average recruiting ranking is 89.62 right now um still higher than a lot of teams ahead of them but it has dipped a little bit the fourth um, graders for those who weren't following was the haters not you guys the <laughs> listeners <laughs> uh who's next well we just got a tweet we did uh, we- it's not official it's not nothing's official okay but um, Chidozier, Chidozier Mwankwo, I think you're right. I think the N is not pronounced, actually. Okay, so Wonkwo. Wonkwo. Um, just tweeted out. Because you got um, the running back. Oh, I forget who he's playing for, but he played this weekend, and it's Kene Wanwu, and it's, it has that, that same N. Mm. So there you go. Um, anyways, Chidozier said, commitment at 4 Central Standard Time with a tiger emoji, a bunch of question marks. And then a buffalo emoji, a ton of question marks. Then said, stay tuned. Who are the Tigers in this case? Uh, could be Mizzou, could be LSU, could Auburn. be Auburn. I mean, there's 80 Tigers. Yeah, no, out I there. knew that. I just wasn't sure if you knew who <laughs> no, the I Tiger that was in, in the mix here was. Uh, I can do a little digging real quick and find out. But this guy, uh, again, we talked about him last week, slightly undersized, but a pretty productive guy at Houston. Uh, I think he's played three or four years. He's got one year remaining. Uh, it's got to be Mizzou. Unless, well, Memphis is in there too. It could be Memphis. Okay. So I don't know. Okay. <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> A lot of tigers. Um, but he is at the top of the list of potentially who's next. Chris McClellan visited over the weekend as well. Um, obviously, uh, the what was the receiver's name? Who? The one, the one we just talked about, the one that was Brazil. Brazil. Chris Brazil. Um, he was visiting over the weekend. I think I'm missing one more. Chidozier Buff? Yes. Let's go. Yep. I'm calling it. He will be the next. We've been pretty close on our next predictions. We have. I'm going to join you on this one. I'm not going to split it up this time. So I say Chidozier is next as well. Did we pick our next on last Friday? I don't I'm, think so. I think we forgot to. Uh, I think we got Preston Hodge. It would have been Preston Hodge, yep. Yep. 
And then, um, so another guy that we need to talk about. I can't remember. I don't think this offer came through when we were uh, live on Friday. But LeJonte Wester, former FAU wide receiver, posted that he received an offer from CU. And this guy is a beast. Um, another kind of small, undersized guy, 5'11", 167, but earned first-team All-AAC at wide receiver and special teams as wow. a returner. This last season for the Owls, uh, over 1,000 yards, I think over 100 catches as well. 108 receptions, 1,168 yards, eight touchdowns, had a long of 76, had a few carries as well. Um, and then as a punt returner, 14 returns for 278 yards and a touchdown. That touchdown being 67 yards. Uh, obviously, so he was offered. But Shador went on Twitter over the weekend, at LeJonte Wester, mm. said, let's make it happen. Wow. Yeah, Shador putting his recruiting hat on. He really is. Yeah, he's uh he's been killing it in the vague emoji game. Yeah, another one today. Yes, thinking emoji. Uh, he's he's been killing. Could it Could that be directed at Lejonte Wester? Could be at anyone. It really could. Could be at anyone. But man, you know you you can't have enough dynamic players. Um, and as I was just kind of displaying, if you can fill some of the the open spaces in the jar with you know high caliber players especially that do a couple things really well right mm -hmm. um with with 85 scholarships you can really afford to get specialists yeah um so you know uh, for a guy who can be electric like that uh and you know have a package of plays on the field um that you can get him the ball and and you know have him go do big things um there's room for that yeah, and like the chat's saying right now and what people have been saying all weekend, like, do we need more wide receivers? It's college football. You always need more wide receivers. Yeah, I think we're getting a little too... I'm just guessing here. I think a lot of people are used to NFL roster constructions. Right. Um, because it's a lot more discussed. Like, I don't know if anyone could tell you how many wide receivers are on Michigan right now on under scholarship. Mm -hmm. um, but most people could tell you how many wide receivers are on the roster of their favorite NFL team. It's yep. probably somewhere between six and eight. Yep. Um, if you look in college football and you just look at scholarship charts, the wide receiver chart is going to be the most crowded every single time. Yeah. Followed probably by defensive backs, um, especially if you don't separate them between corners and safeties. But one, it's the deepest talent pool of any position. Mm -hmm. um, so you go and you just double down on it and you hope that a couple of them pop. Um, and it's not always going to be the four stars or the five stars. A lot of times it's the three stars who pop, but you go out there and you just search out traits that you like mm -hmm. and, and you bring in a bunch of wide receivers, knowing that you're going to need three on the field on most plays in college football. Yeah. It's the only position other than like i said defensive back where you're gonna have that many on the field at any given time and so i also had someone tweet at me this weekend about well you've got Staub on scholarship you've got taylor on scholarship uh, you know we expect and um, the, the wade kid yes destin wade and they were like are we gonna keep four and i was like well most schools keep at least that many because think about it you're bringing in one every single recruiting class yeah uh, usually a freshman mm -hmm. and 
So a lot of places have more than that because you got a kid who redshirted, kid whatever. You have right. five, maybe even five scholarship quarterbacks on the roster. So with 85 scholarships, you really don't have to worry about, are we allocating too many to one position? Mm-hmm. Like You're going to be able to make the numbers work. Yep. Um, and just, I mean, with this team we saw last year, how often, like it was a different wide receiver almost every week. Yeah, Zay and Travis were very, very consistent. But, you know, Jimmy had he kind of showed up at times throughout the season. It wasn't a consistent all-year thing. So just having more guys to rotate in there, as you said, one of them's going to pop. And you just need one of them a week, really, to be an impact player and go over the top and just be the reason why you're so successful on offense. So adding more receivers is always a good thing. And there's always returners. Uh, We saw last year they were kind of mixing around punt return quite a bit. So throw another guy in there like this who is a proven punt returner at first-team level. Yep. Why not? All right. Um, shout out to our friends now at Hestra Job Gloves. Um, we've been telling you guys about these gloves, and if you want to get in on the action, you have until December 23rd to get 40% off Hestra Job Gloves. Uh, these gloves are the best, man. It's getting cold outside, so if you're outside, if you're working outside, um, if you got you know housework to do, or if you're just out there tailgating, Get yourself some Hestra job gloves. They get it all done. Um, it's great. They're great for year-round work in uh, DIY projects, gardening, construction, landscaping, and any other work where you use your hands. Visit hestrajob.us. Use code DMVR40 to get 40% off your next purchase now through December 23rd. And anyone looking to supply their team with high-quality work gloves at a bulk rate can email Josh Jacobson at josh at hestrausa.com. One other thing that I want to point out um, that I didn't point out. Well, I'll get to it after this. Okay. Uh, a little teaser for you guys. Uh, <laughs> shout out to our friends over at Circa Sportsbook and Casino. You guys got to check this place out. If you're going to Vegas, Goated. I can't recommend a place to stay any more uh, than Circa. Um, I love the location out there on Fremont Street, but I even love even more that you're getting the quality of a strip hotel for the prices uh, over on Fremont Street. Plus, if you want to, you could never leave. Yeah, it's the best. You could never if you wanted to just stay at Circa the entire time, you can obviously gamble there. The casino's great. Uh the sports book is second to none. The pool might be the best in Las Vegas mm-hmm. with uh, the stadium, stadium swim. swim, gigantic TV that looks out over the pool. Um and then there's like some delicious restaurants in there. Uh, including my favorites. I think it's called 8 East. They have this brisket fried brisket rice. Brisket fried rice, man. Uh, yep. I think about it often. <laughs> um, so get out to Circa. If you're going out to Vegas, go check them out. Uh, and even better, you can book your stay with the code DNVR20 for 20% off. All right. Um, There's one person who visited this week that we haven't talked about yet. Who's that? Chris McClellan. Oh, yeah. The big Florida defensive lineman. I've got. I I feel good about that one. Still. Yep. Uh, was a 2022 four-star prospect, six three three twenty. Played a little bit at Florida. There's a clip that you can find on there when Hendon Hooker was at Tennessee, where Chris McClellan just had two plays back to back. One chasing down Hendon Hooker like five yards down the field, and then the other just completely stuffing a run. So he's got the size. He's got the ability. Would be a massive get for this defensive line. Yep. And if you remember, you know, Will Shepard took a few days after his visit before yes. he announced his quit commitment. So it's not, I guess, rare would be the word mm-hmm. uh, to have a guy visit and not commit that that right when they uh, are on campus. I feel like it's more not, rare. Not 
announce their commitment. Right. But I feel like it's more rare for that to happen. Like we didn't see that too much last year where guys immediately at their visits or right after were like posting their commitments and stuff. It felt like it was a little more sporadic. Like we just got them randomly throughout the week and stuff. Yep. All right. Some recruiting stuff. Uh, Mantrez Walker. We've talked a lot about this guy, former Michigan commit three-star 2025 linebacker from Buford high school has set a visit date with the buffs. January 4th, so that is about two and a half weeks away. Um, He will be visiting Miami on the 20th. I believe he put a top eight out not too long ago or top 12, something like that. Uh, But he will be coming to visit CU. And then we talked about Elijah Melendez a lot too, another 2025 linebacker out of Kissimmee, Florida. He committed to Miami over the weekend. Okay. Good for him. So, uh, obviously, the attention is now solely focused, I guess, on Mantrez Walker for that 2025 linebacker spot. Love it. As of now. And I was going to say, we've had offensive line week. Mm -hmm. We've had defensive line week. Um, I think, obviously, you got your tight end that you needed. Yep. One place they haven't addressed yet that I think you want to upgrade at is, uh, is linebacker. Yep. And I think that's coming next. For sure. Um, okay, Isaiah Walker. So over the weekend, he posted like a Texas State gift. Today, he posted himself at Texas State on the field in a uniform. Uh, he hasn't said much except just posting that stuff, but he is no longer committed to see you. Yeah. Um, room got crowded. They obviously want guys who can play right away, and I'm sure he wants to play right away. So that's what, you know, we kind of filled those needs last weekend already, it seems. Yeah, and he kind of came in at a random time, right? It was just like it was, it was like the day after uh, UCLA, was it not? Yeah, I'm pretty when, sure. Right after Coach Prime said like, I'm gonna get new offensive linemen. Shortly thereafter, he committed. Uh, obviously, we talked about it last week, but after Coach Prime said that, the phone started ringing off the hook mm-hmm. of guys who wanted to come in here and protect Shador and, um, you know, play for Coach Prime. And I think that the interest was so much. I don't. I honestly don't know, so I'm not going to say one way or the other if they encouraged this. Mm-hmm. Um, but one way or another, so someone said th- the opportunity probably isn't as large for you anymore. Whether that was him saying that for himself or see you telling that to him. I think it's some of that for sure. I heard it was academics. Okay. Um, but yeah, this kid wants to play. He's played two years now at Juco. He committed to Purdue last year during this time, uh, then decommitted, I think in like April and went back to Butler community college, played this last season there. So he's just trying to find a home in the FBS at this point. A little update on some former buffs. Tank became the third former buff to commit to Oregon state over the weekend, joining Van and Anthony Hankerson. It's actually the only place that a former CU player has committed. Yeah. Uh, all of... The, well, <laughs> until today. Because Mikey Harrison committed oh, to SDSU. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. Okay, so up until Mikey, just before the show started, every single player that had committed somewhere was uh, committed to Oregon State, and now you have San Diego State. Um, obviously, Oregon State has the connection of... Um, was it Devan? Yep. No, Kyle Devan, I believe his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, was the former offensive line coach at CU. He went to Charlotte mm-hmm. last year and then got hired at Oklahoma or at Oregon State and obviously brought in some of the guys that he helped recruit to CU and he was here. Uh, and then, of course, 
Mike Harrison goes to San Diego State. That one's obvious. Uh, Coach Devan, I think, was a Oregon State alum as well. Oh, nice. So he went back home. Uh, but then, yeah, Mikey follows Sean Lewis to SDSU. Um, had one of the better tight end seasons that CU has seen in quite a while. Obviously was transitioning between positions. Now he gets to go follow Coach Lewis, I believe, as a grad transfer. Hopefully he gets that scholarship finally, too. Yeah, that would be awesome. I, I'm really pulling for him. Um, he was, like... Mikey Harrison made plays that will have him like live in CU football lore. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, his entire performance against Colorado State. Mm -hmm. Like that was a legendary performance. Yep. No cap. Uh, so stoked for Mikey. Want, want the best for him. And at the same time, people who, you know, freak out, not freak out, almost um, sensationalize when these guys enter the portal. Never bother to go back and look. Well, who are who are they replaced by? Colorado brought in a four-star transfer tight end from Cincinnati, and that's why Mikey entered the transfer portal. I think he had just as Shaman Mateer had as many touchdowns as Mikey did this year. Yeah, and he's bigger and stronger and yep. maybe even faster. So um, there's a reason why these guys leave because their opportunities are going away. Mm -hmm. Uh, and and you don't blame anyone for that situation. No, nope. it's like Mikey should want to keep playing, and who knows? Maybe you know, maybe he would have been te two at CU this year, but he's probably going to be te one. Sure, San Diego State. I mean, he got a taste of starting this year. He doesn't want to go back to the bench, obviously, exactly. after sitting for that long. Exactly. All right. And if you want to fill the bowl full of golf balls, yep. Got to trade out, you know, some Mikey Harrison's for some Shimon Mateers. Yep, positive attrition. Yeah, that's a three for a four, or really probably a two for a four. Yep. We didn't even get into two because if you look at last season, uh, again, according to the on three rating, they said that 56 players transferred out, <clears throat> one four star, 47 three stars, and eight nothings. Nothing. <laughs> And um, those guys are probably still in the portal, too. Yep, and so they brought in 50. Um, that's where some of that leftover scholarships come from, is mm -hmm. they didn't even fill all of them. Yeah. But, you know, we did, at the end there, I was trading threes for fours, when, or, you know, fours for no, or for nothing. Like, that's, that's why. Because yep. there were some players who didn't even make an impact. And I was looking um, at some of the players who transferred out in the spring. It's crazy how many of them never even landed at a school like um, Moogerbill. Remember yeah, he came in yeah. Florida from Florida, never found another school. I mean, it, it, I, I feel bad for those guys because it's uh, it's like one of those things where you just think, okay, well, I'll just enter the portal and find a better spot. And right. It doesn't always work out that way. I mean, there were hardly any lateral transfers. Obviously, Jake Wiley, he actually moved on today too. He's playing at Houston, Houston. next year. Um, but Jordan Tyson went to ASU. I mean, uh, Zico went to Mississippi State, couldn't play, obviously. That's yep. a transfer up, I guess. But yep. that's really about it. Montana. Montana. Um, and he ended up with, like, basically the same numbers that he had yep. at CU. I think a few more touchdowns but yep. in terms of production. So, yeah. Um, and, again, like, a lot of times we just don't circle back on it. Right. When you look at Montana, it's – a guy who is an ex-wide receiver, right, who wanted to play and built a nice rapport 
push your door. And then he leaves, and everyone's like, what is going on? Yep. So we yeah. wanted to keep him. What's going on? <laughs> well, he gets replaced by Zay Weaver, who almost puts exactly. up a 1,000 yards. Exactly. Like, there's a reason all this stuff happens. And I know they didn't want to lose. Um, I don't. They didn't want to lose Montana. He was one of the ones that they were a little bit surprised that he wanted to leave. Yeah, yeah. But he saw the writing on the wall mm-hmm. and probably secured some sort of little bag to transfer. Sure. I mean, I think, I mean... Zay was, it was coming last year. I think once Jimmy came in, people realized Zay was in the portal too. They obviously have a relationship, and it was kind of like, well, if this guy comes out here, then we we saw what happened basically. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. I didn't get to update the prime tracker this weekend because we've been updating our website, so I'll do that later today. Have you seen it? I have not yet. Pull it up right now. Pull up the new website. Go to thednvr.com. We just. Redid the whole thing. It's it's looking snazzy. All right. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is dope. Yeah, it's really really cool. Dang, so. we even got our little heads next to our names and stuff now. Yep, little uh, cartoons. Look at that. How sick. And since they're bringing it up in the comments, a shout out to the fifty four thirty foundation. Let them know. Uh, they are the reason that. Well, not the reason. Coach Prime is the reason that all of this is possible, but the two work hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Um. And you know the uh, the foundation wouldn't raise much money if Coach Prime wasn't here. Coach Prime wouldn't be able to get uh, everything that he wants to get if the foundation wasn't there. So hit up fifty four thirty foundation dot org and uh, keep it keep it coming for the buffs. Love it, man. Did you watch many bowl games this weekend? I did not watch one singular bowl game, but I did watch FCS semifinals. Which one? Montana. That, that was a crazy game. Crazy, crazy ending. game, dude. I, I've every single FCS uh, playoff game that I've watched uh-huh. is electric, and I don't feel like there's some huge drop off in quality. Yeah. Like obviously you're gonna see, you're not gonna see a Caleb Williams or a Shador Sanders throwing the rock. Right. But if you compare that to like what was the first bowl game like Georgia Southern and. Uh yeah, Georgia Southern Ohio and the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Yeah, like there's. Not a huge difference. There. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to FAMU. They won the SWAC this year. They also won the Celebration Bowl. Good for them. Capped off a 12-1 season. Only lost to USF early in the year. I didn't get to watch much bowl games. It was a great NFL weekend, I thought, though. Not for the Broncos. Well, no. But, I mean, <laughs> the Bengals game before that was dope. Yep. Uh, we had some fun games yesterday as well. No, no. There's some, there some good stuff out there. And we got the Eagles tonight. Let's go, Birds. How's your fantasy team doing? Uh, bye week. You're lucky, bro. I've, I've got a four-point lead. I'm riding on Jalen Hurts being active tonight to solidify my advancement. If he's active, you're good? Uh, yes. Well, I need him to play well, too. Who are you up against? I'm up four, and I'm going against Jake Elliott, so my his own kicker, basically. Okay, so yeah, if he's playing and there's a... Fairly good chance that you won't get surpassed. But if I start Mariota, I'm nervous. Yikes. I um, Yeah, I had a first-round bye, except I really hope that Trevor Lawrence isn't out next week with Oof. a concussion. That would really hurt. Yeah. Because that defeats the whole purpose of having a bye week. Lamar is so sick. Dude. I love him. He... Am I crazier? Do the Ravens not get enough primetime games? They don't. We need to have him in primetime a lot more. Like, we get to see Patrick Mahomes 37 <laughs> times a year. And, like, I'm not saying he's not good. 
But can we cut that in half and give like 50% more Lamar? Yep. Or, you know, we're also like stuck with like every time the Giants, somehow the Giants are on prime time. Yes. Like just Lamar, like <laughs> give us more Lamar. I hadn't really seen much um, Lamar this season. Like no, I'm obviously I agree. seeing a lot of Lamar, but like. Last night I was like, man, this guy, this is MVP. I know. What are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. Are we talking about Brock Purdy? I mean, I've been a doubter myself, but the guy balled out again. Brock Purdy. That's all he does. Yeah, he does. But he's, you know, it's the whole conversation of, is he even the MVP of his team? I mean, Christian McCaffrey's just unbelievable. Yeah. Like generational. That kid is just so sick. Yep. He's amazing. All right. Shout out to our friends over at Shady Ray's. Uh, piss off the Rams fans and get yourself some Shady Rays. To protect your eyes through the cold winter months, Shady Rays has strong, durable frames, extremely clear polarized lenses as well. Hundreds and hundreds of combinations. Head on over to the Park Meadows Mall or go online to ShadyRays.com and use that code DMVR. You'll get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses and you can try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over a quarter million people. So they don't like Lamar or the Ravens. They don't want him to be the face of the league. I don't know why. I mean, I can theorize the same way that you guys can, but like those plays he's making are more fun than anyone. When he like got out of the sack and threw it up to Likely, I mean, Likely made a great catch on the yeah, play, and but probably could have been a pick. But it's like not. There's like three, two guys in the league that can make that play. I know, I know. I had uh, I had the the Jags because it was the end of the weekend, and mm. I always just dumbly bet on underdogs <laughs> at the end of the weekend. Um, but they're just, yeah. I, I need more Lamar. That's what I'm thinking. Yep. I think Christmas night, we get Ravens 49ers. We've got some great games. I think the Ravens have to play the Dolphins coming up, too. Yep. yep. Uh, and then game time. Shout out to our friends over at game time. Um, you can go see Lamar in person. There you Actually, go. One of my friends did that last How night. How about the the Panthers game that we told them about? Yes. Wait, that was crazy. What happened in it? No one was there. Oh, really? Did you see, not see the pictures? No. I'll show you this one. Go Better ahead. Better or worse time. than the best CSU attendance ever. <laughs> Pretty bad. I think CSU <laughs> might have actually had more games than someone this year. Wow. Or more people at a game at, than uh, that. Than that this year, yeah. That's actually crazy. So there was like six people there. <laughs> um, I'm gonna show you here. Shout out to our friends over at Game Time. Whether uh, you're going to a game where there's nobody or you're going to a game where there's everybody, it's the best place to get last minute tickets. It's the best place to be rewarded for your procrastination. If you're like me, you wait until the last second. No way, bro. I did see this picture online, and I didn't even look at it. Oh, you do screen lock? <laughs> yeah. I hate people that do screen lock. <laughs> when I lay down, I don't want my phone turning all crazy on me. I'm sorry. You're reading your phone sideways? When I lay down, yeah. Damn. What about you? I keep it on lock, too. Oh, my Let's God. Let's go, Alyssa. <laughs> you guys kill. I don't ever read my phone sideways. If I'm laying down, I just lay on my back. I don't ever really want my phone in landscape unless I intentionally like blow up a video to watch it that way. Yep, same. This is insane. Especially <laughs> Jake's phone is literally the tiniest possible phone you can get. I love it. And he's showing me this thumbnail-ass <laughs> picture. Double tap and zoom in, bro. Come on. That's crazy. That's crazy. Did you give the call to action? <laughs> uh, no. Time? Check out Game Time to get the best tickets and use the code DNVR for code 20 buffs. Huh? Called Buffs. Oh, I thought... When did that switch? <laughs> Months ago. No, but then it switched back. No. Okay, Code Buffs. 
for twenty dollars <laughs> off your first purchase. I swear it says DNVR on here. The CTA does, but that and what we're told to say is buffs. This is like a Ron Burgundy situation. You put it on the teleprompter. I'm gonna read it. <laughs> I'm gonna have to edit the CTAs now then too. Let me know in the comments if you use screen lock. Two minutes timeout for screen lock. King Mars says screen lock for sure. Allie uses it to it, and I'm just like, why? Why do you need to lock your screen? I don't under I've never had it like accidentally turn. I don't know how, because it annoys the hell out of <laughs> me whenever it does, when I forget that it's on. Yes, I swear. exactly. It's because you guys are laying down <laughs> like this. That's, getting, that's just got to be bad for you in general. <laughs> I don't know. It's how I lay down, man. <laughs> no one's saying it's hell nah from TZ. Justin says yes. I was told I'm in the minority, but so far it looks pretty even. Well, we've only had like I'm six I'm putting people. on a Twitter poll. Here we go. Uh, Girls Club says absolutely screen Glock. That's all I need to hear right there. Chris <laughs> says yes. Ooh, new uh, avatar picture for Girls Club, I think. Yeah. She's had it for a while, though. <laughs> oh. Well, it's really small from uh, from our normal view. It is. I do like this more, because now I can actually see what everyone's profile picture is. Yeah. Like, I, it's just... I just don't like that it looks like we're randomly looking off the screen at all I times. know, yeah. Never lock, but I use landscape a lot in bed. That's weird, bro. I just like... Like, if I play a video, landscape. Open a picture, landscape. Should want to see the full picture. I mean, I guess I don't watch YouTube too much on my phone. And when I do, you can just swipe up and it blows up. And then I usually like um, like make lunch, sit down at like my little countertop, and then just like mm -hmm. put my phone, yeah. landscape, watch a YouTube video. Yeah, but you can just swipe up on the YouTube video and it does it itself. But also, Allie just got <laughs> one of those uh, Alexa <laughs> mini TVs. Yeah. Thing sick. Wait, mini TVs? It's like a, it's like a TV like this big that you just like put on your kitchen counter. Uh, you bring up like a recipe for that's you. That's nifty. Or, yeah. Uh, DMVR party was lit on Friday. Yes, it was. <laughs> I had a great time. Also, I'm not gonna throw anyone directly under the bus, but I will say I was correct <laughs> in my prediction of who would do something nailed embarrassing. It, bro. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, chat. What's up? Do I say do I do you use it or do you use it often? Because like, I've used it before. Well, yeah. Um, how do we phrase this then? I guess is uh, default setting. Default setting screen lock on or off. I think people are confused too because some people are like screen lock. You're hiding. It just means when you turn no. your phone, the, no, no, it changes the yeah. layout. You can't attach a picture to a poll on Twitter. Yeah, it's the worst. Yeah, make the poll quote tweet it with a picture. I think a thread a picture. I feel like people don't click on threads as much though. Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> Inside baseball, this is what you guys miss when we're not live. These are the conversations. <laughs> Should record these more. Um, all right, chat. Ah, here we go. Fifty-two eighty. Ivan says, "What's the word on CL three though?" Uh, he's teasing again. I didn't realize, I guess, how bad it was last time. And then he just like admitted that he was doing it for attention. So that makes it hard, uh, hard to buy in. I put a poll out on Twitter at 11 a.m. that ended right when this show started, just saying CL3, yes or no. It got over 1,200 votes, and it was 58% yes, 42% no. 
Fan base is very split. I get it. I get it. I really, like I said, I did not realize. Sorry, I'm just finishing off this poll. I forgot to put on the important poll <laughs> tag. Um, I didn't realize that last time he, he, like, he literally said in an interview, like, oh, I've never wavered from my commitment to Florida State. Um, he was silent. to call her out of detention. Yeah. It's like, wow. That's yeah. wild. And then there's like all these videos of him saying he has, all, he's wanted to play for Florida State since he was five, mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. So. Look, I understand the um, cautious, I guess, nature of people to be like, I, I don't, I'm not falling for this again. Um, and there's a reason, you know, people are. Someone said like, why are you guys even talking about this? Well, we didn't lead the show with it. Yeah, yeah. You know, we we if we were falling for it, we could have. I didn't even put it in the rundown because yeah, yeah, I yeah. figured people didn't want to hear it again. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at the same time, all is possible through co through Coach Prime. Look, man, and five star players like. We talked about this with Jordan Seaton. They kind of just like the attention and they like to play it up a bit and they like to, you know, have fun with it at the same time. But also, they flip. Yep. It happens. Yep. So we'll see. But I would, I, I generally lean towards the people who are being cautious about um, So just going back through the timeline, Charles Lester officially visited Colorado on June 9th, the weekend after he officially visited Florida State, where he assumedly gave the silent commitment. Came back the next or uh, the next month, July 26, on an unofficial visit to Colorado, and then committed a few days later, or officially announced his commitment to Florida State a few days later. So he was silently committed to Florida State for at least a month and visited CU when that was going on. Hope he enjoyed his trip. <laughs> it was unofficial, at least. Uh, Bino says, what can you guys tell us about Isaiah Walker and Gavin Layton transfers from last year that are now eligible with Tyler Brown? Isaiah Walker is not coming. We already talked about him. Uh, Gavin Layton, I remember the name, but, um, I don't, he's not listed on like 247 as a commit and stuff. So let me try and find more real quick. Is that thing called screen lock? Uh, portrait orientation lock. What is? Definitely, no one knows what that is. No. Did you put a screenshot of the thing? I'll put a screenshot of the thing. Why can't you put a poll on a picture together? It makes no sense. It really makes no sense. I don't know about Gavin Layton. Uh, I guess he said he committed. In July, I looked up his two four seven page. I didn't see anything there though. So, there you go. <laughs> Someone said auto-rotate. Auto-rotate? Auto oh, that, that's... Or if that makes it easier. I'll just post the picture. Thank you for the question, though. Dr. HB says, with all the DBs and safeties, is there a chance Shiloh could put on 15 pounds to play a hybrid linebacker and cover tight end since he's so aggressive? Um... I don't think so. Just with a player in his last year, I don't know if he's trying to make that much of a change to what he's trying to do. I mean, he's already, I think, all Pac-12 honorable mention at safety, and he was at times their best player. Uh, so I wouldn't imagine it. They did do it with Trevor, though, so who knows? I think we just need to get more linebackers. That's my solution. Miles asks, is there any way to know how much money the collective is currently sitting at? Like, 
<laughs> do we know if it's doing well or we need a lot more? From all I've gathered, the uh, collective is doing very well, but they could always use more. Yeah. At the same time, like these things change quickly, right? Right. Because the more players you yeah, get, the one player, smaller yeah. that it goes. Sure. Um, so I think um, I think we need to uh, to restock the war chest after this impressive run of transfers. Uh, hit the like button. Also subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, guys. Sam with the super chat. Appreciate you, man. Says, when are we getting a real OC? <laughs> Shermer is a dinosaur. Uh, Shermer has Shador's trust. And yep. we will get an official announcement, I'm sure, at some point here. But I think they're waiting to find out from more people. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Thank you for the super chat. Tavon says, do you think Caleb is in the starting four wide receiver group come week one? It really just depends on what concepts you're running. Um, they really like him. They honestly really like him at five wide receiver mm -hmm. um, because they trust him, as Coach Prime said, to run the, right, run the route to the right depth and make the catch. Uh, and at the risk of oversimplifying, essentially what you're doing when you're going five wide is just saying, like, we're going to pick a matchup and throw to it. Yeah. Um, and he's really good. You know, if you, the quarterback needs to be able to trust what you're doing. Um, but I think Caleb is going to play a lot next year. I think so too. Even as they've stocked up this wide receiver group, like in the same way we just talked about trust. Yes, exactly. Shermer, trust with Shador yep. as a wide receiver is just as important. When well, we saw last year, just, I mean, the spring game, of course, but down the stretch in the Utah game, he's got chemistry with Shador and Shador looks for him. Yeah, that's that's huge. Uh, Melanin said that the collective had 750k. That was the bus for life nil collective. Yep. Um, that said they collected and distributed that amount. So different collectives, both important though. Tell you what, it's not going to get you far. No, and that that's to every yeah. CU athlete too. Yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah. Harvey asked, does Shane Cox have another year of eligibility? I think he does, he but does. he's got a decision to make. If he yeah. wants to use it or not. He hasn't or officially transfer. announced anything yet. Yeah. Yo, Creo says, uh, please let us know who was your favorite pickup from the portal. Favorite pickup from the portal, Ryan. Mm, Tyler Johnson. Um, I will go with... I'll just go with Will Shepard. Oh, yeah. Ooh. That's a tough one. I'm thinking a Will Shepard film room might be coming out soon, too. There's a lot of film with him, man. There's a lot of film I need to catch up on, too. A lot of film. Uh, Deuce Bradwell says, could we be getting some linebackers who are currently in playoff contention? Possibly. Who knows? We'll see. And then Connor asks, RK, as someone who also went through the 20 years of sadness, how does it feel to be covering the buffs right now? Also, favorite moment of the year for you personally? It feels amazing. Um, the funniest part is trying to explain to people like just how much better this is um, because I think people who haven't paid attention to Colorado over the last 20 years like think CU fans are delusional mm -hmm. for being excited about what's happening. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's just like you don't understand what it was like to be there when they lost every game by an average of 29 points. Like, you don't know what that's like. I don't think most people ever know what it's like to watch their team not compete for a whole season. Right. Not even be in a game. I don't know what you're 
Oh. <laughs> oh, wait, maybe it's back. Is it back? Yeah, there you go. Okay, we're back. Um, it's it's crazy uh, to watch your team basic not compete for 11 games out of 12. Uh, and so to not only be back in the mix of every single game they played in except for two, but also to be so nationally relevant that mm-hmm. everyone wants to talk about it mm-hmm. uh, is special. Favorite moment of the year for sure for me was the TCU. TCU win. Uh, TCU, man. Speaking of what you said, though, I mean, 2022 felt like the season was over at halftime against TCU. Halftime yep. of the first game. Yep. Like, all right, well, on the 2023, yeah. who's well, going to be the coach? I mean, they were only down 7-3. I mean, yeah, but it went downhill very, very quickly. Yeah, it's the second half it felt over. And then you look at the schedule, it's like, shit, Air Force and all these quarterbacks coming up and, yeah. Last thing, uh, a bunch of people asked, uh, did we watch Coach Prime on Nightcap last night? Did you get to see any of it? I just saw the clip that everyone's <laughs> posted. Uh, it was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Was it? It was two hours long, so I couldn't watch the whole thing. Okay. Um, I skipped through some of like the NFL. They were breaking down all the NFL games, yeah, so yeah. I skipped through a lot of that just to get to um, the more nonsensical part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was hilarious. It's definitely because someone said like, um, is Boulder? How is Boulder going to react to Coach Prime on Nightcap or something like that? Like, yeah, it's yeah. not for everyone, no, nope. uh, for sure. <laughs> um, because I just I think people aren't used to wouldn't be used to seeing any football coach have those types of conversations. Sure, um, but I truly, truly appreciate the fact that Coach Prime is not afraid to just. Be one, be normal. Be who you know. Yes. Have conversations that real people have in real life, even if there's a camera on. Uh, and this was just like three friends talking shit. Yeah. And if, you're like wild stuff came up. I know. And it's totally fine. You know, like it's funny. But I, I'm sure there will be some pearl clutching somewhere somehow from somebody. Um, but no, it, it was great. It was hilarious. Coach Prime's real, man. Always yep. is. Yep. Did you see the well? I mean, if you and I had. Those types of conversations on here, someone yeah. would be out there trying sure. to cancel us. <laughs> Probably. So, yeah, someone's going to get upset about it. But CU fans in general, I don't think they care. Did you see the well-off where they were talking about Danny Cannell and all that? No. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's nothing super crazy. It's basically Coach Prime just preaching. You was know. it the one that was titled, uh, How to Respond to a Piro? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. <laughs> it's the one where Coach Prime's in like the uh, uh, barber's chair. He's getting his hair cut back home in Texas. Okay. Um, my New Year's resolution is to uh, <laughs> use the term pure ho more. <laughs> Little hope. <laughs> uh, anything else? Is that it? We have uh, 14 minutes, though. I saw someone ask if we're staying on until this commitment. What? This uh, Chidoziak commits in 14 minutes. Someone was asking if we're going to stay on through that. But. No. We'll talk about him tomorrow. We have plenty of stuff to talk about. There you go. We'll talk about him either way tomorrow. Maybe we get more. We'll find out. It's a great time to be a buff right now. It's a lot of fun. All right, chat. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Let's go buffs. Go buffs. We all silly like the mayor.